What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. And here we go, Adam. This is our our last podcast before the NFL Championship Conference Championships uh, take place. So, best bets, prop bets, spreads, game flow, all that stuff here. Got to break these games down and uh, and see if we can't help everybody out. And so, what's going on, man? How are you? Doing well, man. Just uh, excited for the games this weekend. I think we should get two good games once again. Um, you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping that we do. Like, you know, blowouts are a, a, a disaster, right? I, I think in all honesty, I mean, we've seen now San Francisco and, and the Rams. This will be the third time they're meeting this season. And the last time they met was, what was that, week 18? Yeah, because the Niners had to win to get in. They were down 17 nothing. Uh, and they came back in that game, uh, winning in. It went to did it go to overtime? Yeah, right. Um, no, I don't. Th- I don't think it did. It go did. To it overtime. went to overtime. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. Niners won in overtime. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Ah, Robbie Gould. You gotta love that dude's foot. Um, and then you know, and then obviously we know that uh, that Cincinnati uh, actually beat Kansas City, and that was a late game. Also, that was uh, week seventeen. Yeah, and that game was in Cincinnati, and they were down, I think, 14 nothing in that game early, and I think they were down 21-7 to as well. I'm pretty sure I took the Bengals that week. I'm pretty, I think I did, but yeah, that was a, obviously a huge win for Cincinnati. Um, yes, huge win for Cincinnati. I mean, the, like a, a win like that kind of, you know, that says you deserve the seat at the table. Not that anybody was really questioning what this offense was all about. Um, but, you know, I mean, obviously it's a uh, it's a it's a nice feather in the cap, not just for the players, but for Zach Taylor as well. Um, going up against it, because I think, you know, and let's let's start with with Kansas City and uh, and, and Cincinnati here, because I, I think, you know, if you're if you're kind of if you're breaking it down just from a you know, a logistical standpoint, you would have to say that the coaching edge tilts towards Andy Reid. You would have to say the quarterback edge probably tilts towards Patrick Mahomes. I mean, this is what the fourth straight time he's been here to the uh, to the AFC championship game. But then you look, you look a little further and I'm like, I feel like Joe Mixon definitely has the edge over Edwards Alaire, Jarek McKinnon, whatever else they're going to kind of throw at you there. The wide receiving slash tight end core, I think that kind of that's that's sort of where they're evened out a little bit more. You know, when you're talking about Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and Pringle as being the top three pass catchers on that team. And then you're looking at Jamar Chase, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Um, You know, and I think that that's like it's it's a good, good trio there that kind of balances each other out. Unless you think uh, somebody's got an advantage that I'm not covering here. No, I mean, I think the both lines, the Kansas City has the advantage. Offensive line play. Obviously, we saw Burrow get sacked nine times last week. And in the game against Kansas City, uh, he was sacked four times. Uh, Mahomes was not sacked. So I think that's where there's a potential where the Chiefs can pull away. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, there's definitely a potential where the Chiefs can pull away. I mean, how do you get how do you get Burrow to just get rid of the football more like, you know, quickly? Because, I mean, listen, nine sacks the last time when they played the Titans, right? Nine sacks. 
was it? I would say, yeah. what, five of them were probably offensive line breaking down. Four of them might have been, you know, Burrow just holding a little too long. Yeah, I mean, definitely some more on him. Um, but, yeah, they do have to do a better job of that. I mean, but even with all those problems on the offensive line, you know, Burrow hangs in there and is still able to produce. Um, and I think we see that attitude he has. It trickles down to the rest of the team. And this is a, a confident group. They also have the rest advantage. They played Saturday the first game. Kansas City played Sunday night and went to overtime uh, in a very emotional game as well. Um, and the Chiefs, you know, haven't really been blowing good teams out. They just uh, it was something uh, we looked at a lot early in the year. Uh, then the line started to go down um, and the Bengals don't get blown out that much either. So. Um, and the Bengals have been really good as a road underdog uh, this year, five and one against the spread as road underdogs. Um, so I don't think the Bengals are going to be coming into this moment. I, they don't seem like a team to me that's, oh, I'm happy to be here. You know, and it, they really look at it like, hey, we belong. We want to win. So I don't I don't think that's going to be an issue. Plus, they've already seen Kansas City um, mm-hmm. playing in Kansas City is a little bit different. Um but yeah, I mean, but then again, also the Bengals too. I don't think they've been great in these two postseason games. Uh, Tennessee could have easily won. Um, they let the Raiders hang around, uh, and they they have got to get touchdowns. Man, they've settled for way too many field goals. They move the ball well, and then they can't convert on third down. And McPherson has to come in. You're not going to beat the Chiefs that way. You're just not. I mean, I just don't see it uh, being like a, a field goal battle here. So that's something that they have to get cleaned up. They're going to have to score some touchdowns here and, and finish some drives. But, you know, there are some seven and a halfs out there right now. So, you know, if you are on the Bengals, uh, it's seven and a half on BetMGM. Um, so it's still seven on on DK, FanDuel, mm-hmm. PointsBet, and Caesars. but uh, you know, maybe it starts to move a little bit because uh, obviously if you're on the Bengals, you want the seven and a half. If you're on the Chiefs, you want the seven. So what's going to do it for them then? Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're definitely if you're on the Chiefs to take the seven, absolutely. Um, if you're on the Bengals and you can get that extra half, it obviously makes sense. Um, just kind of based off of what we saw the last time these two teams played. I mean, it, it, it kind of went, you know. Chiefs just, you know, they they jumped up real quick with a 14-0 lead, right? I mean, it was just boom, boom um, that it happened. And they I think it was probably like their first two possessions that they did. And then and then all of a sudden you started seeing uh the Bengals jump into it a little bit more, you know, big plays to Jamar Chase. But meanwhile, then Kansas City, they start running the ball a little bit more. You start seeing more work for Darrell Williams. Uh, I know he scored two touchdowns in that first half um, going in there. You know, I, I feel like a, the the Bengals need to get Joe Mixon involved heavily, like early on. I, I think. I don't know, man. I mean, like there's there's some people who say you use the run to set up the pass. There are some who say you use the pass to set up the run. We know that both these teams can, you know, can can put up points through the passing game. They, both of them are capable of doing that. So I kind of feel like, you know, if, if the Bengals were to, you know, establish the run a little bit more, because, I mean, in that last game, I mean, Joe Mixon had, what, like 10, 11 carries well, in that 12 game? 12 carries. They 12 carries, but they were down 28-17 at the half. 
Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, um, you know, I, I think they, they need to they need to do whatever it takes to not fall behind like that. And I don't know, man. I mean, I just I prefer maybe it's just me. I prefer long sustained drives, you know, keep Mahomes off the field. That's what's going to help you the most. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City does that now. They're not the explosive offense anymore. I know we saw in the last couple minutes against the Bills and Tyree Kill with these big explosive plays, but that's not been their offense. They're, you know, a lot of these teams playing, you know, the two deep safeties have taken away the big play. So that's what Kansas City does. They have a lot of short, quick passes, long drives. I think the Bengals offense shifted when they went more pass heavy. I, it was a concern early in the year because I know we talked about it where – you know, we were loving this offense for fantasy because we're like, well, you know, the Bengals should be passing a lot. Look at all the weapons they have. They're going to put the hands uh, ball in the hands of Burrow. He's going to throw 35, 40 times a game. And that didn't happen. I mean, he didn't uh, get 40 pass attempts until November 7th. And that's when they started to shift more and put the ball in Burrow's hands. And that's when we saw these big games and these monster performances. So I don't think they need to come out and establish the run. I, I want the ball in Burrow's hands. Get it, get it to Chase. Get it to Higgins. Get it to Boyd. That's supposed to be working. So uh, I think you want to see Burrow produce, um, at least for me. Yeah, you want to get Mixon going a little bit, but I think you got to let Burrow go out there and throw. Um, and again, he didn't have a touchdown pass last week, but he did throw for 348 yards. Jamar Chase absolutely tore up the mm -hmm. Chiefs in that game. That was the three touchdown mm -hmm. game over 200 yards. Um, he's just, I mean, he's just so, so great with the ball in his hands. Um, so they have the weapons here that they, they don't have to just rely on the run. I mean, yeah, ideally you want to keep Mahomes off the field, but you know what? I don't care about that. Put up points, man, get in the end zone, put up touchdowns. And that's, that's been a problem for the Bengals in these two playoff games, even though they've gotten the victories, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this Kansas city offense is not Tennessee's offense. It's not the Vegas offense. So they're going to have to put up touchdowns. If they keep settling for field goals, it's going to be a problem. So you want to see, you want to see them come right out of the gate, Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Uzama, just sling the rock, get down there, score as quickly as you possibly can. Let your defense, uh, you know, hopefully prevent, you know, Mahomes who's, you know, I mean, listen, we've seen Mahomes start slow in games before. Oh, um, Pittsburgh game, he was terrible early. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we saw it. We saw it throughout the the season mm -hmm. here. Um, so if they can, if they can hold up, and then boom, Bengals get the ball again, chug it downfield, get down there in a hurry, score quickly, use the run to then set up the use the pass to then set up the run, get that lead, and then let Joe Mixon go to work. Yeah, I mean, again, I. You got to get the ball to chase, man. The way he's playing right now and how good he's looked, uh, I think you you need to do that. He looks fantastic. You know what, though? I mean, listen, they all look really good. I mean, even, you know, Higgins, I, you know, I know that he had that dud game from before. I, you know, even, even him and Boyd still look good. Uzama looks like a much more intense tight end now also um, that they have. The steady progression that the Bengals have made throughout this season. I love it, man. I mean, I definitely from a from a fan standpoint, I'm totally pulling for the Bengals from a betting standpoint. Right now, I'm kind of leaning Chiefs laying the seven. Um, but ah. yeah, you know what? I'm like you, man. Like most of the week, I was like Kansas City, man. I just think they're better. But 
as we're getting closer, I'm starting to lean to the Bengals to keep it close. I don't yeah. know if they'll win, but I'm kind of that way too. Um, because like if we would have did this Monday, Tuesday, maybe even yesterday, I'm like, yeah, Kansas City. But now as I'm looking at them, I'm like, man, the Bengals could keep this close, man. Their offense has been so good. And the Chiefs defense has fallen apart. Like, and I think it's partly because of of, of the offenses they've played, you know, in the in the second half. You know, they went through a stretch where they weren't really playing. Um, great offenses. You know, remember the Packers, 13-7. Jordan Love played that game. Okay, then they played the Raiders. Dallas was missing both their receivers, I think, that game. Denver, their offense sucks. And that game, Kansas City wasn't good, 22-9. Played the Raiders again, held them to nine. Okay, now you play the Chargers, and Chargers put up points. Steelers, their offense sucks. Bengals, they gave up 34. Um, the last week to the Broncos, I don't think they were playing for anything that week, right? So I won't even count that. Um, yeah, yeah I don't they weren't. But still, I mean, listen, what was the last time? I mean, how many times have the Broncos scored 20 points in a right. game? Right. And then, <laughs> so. and then, you know, the Steelers, I won't count. They had a huge lead. But then last week, they couldn't stop the Bills. So when they face these better offenses, they haven't been the lockdown defense that the numbers say. And then, you know, the Bengals offense is, is one of the top ones. So that's the concern here is that even in, even a potential backdoor cover where this is a, you know, 10 point game. 13-point game, and the Bengals score late to cover. You know, I could see that happening as well. I do think, you know, the Chiefs are the better team. But, I mean, this Bengals team just is just offensively just producing. Um, and the defense is it's not too bad either. So, yeah, I mean, if I get the seven and a half, I'm probably taking Cincinnati. But I do see the other side where I could see Kansas City winning this game by, like, 17. Like, I would not be surprised if we're sitting there and the Bengals' magic comes to an end. Yeah, I mean, listen, the defensive line for for Cincinnati has been been taking a, a hit, right? Was it uh, Ogajobi? Yeah, he's he's out. He's he's out, right? I mean, so all of a sudden it's like, I mean, listen, I'm not expecting I'm not expecting to see Clyde Edwards-Alaire have some, like, you know, 20-carry, 110-yard performance here. Um, but I, I'm with you. I could see you could very easily see Kansas City jumping out to a uh, to a bigger lead. Mm. Mm. I love it, man. I love it. I mean, listen, like, like you said, we're hoping to get two really great games this weekend. And, uh, you know, this one here, uh, this is the early game or is this the second game? This is, is this the first game or the second it's game? The first game. It's this the, is the first game. game on the, the NFC game is second. Oh. Right. Nothing like starting us off right. Right. Give me Kansas City, Cincinnati. Started off real nice. Three o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time. I could have like my my grilled cheese and tomato soup lunch uh, in front of it. Oof. Oof. Ooh, grilled cheese and tomato soup. That just turned me uh, into a whole different mindset. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow. All right. So. I I, I don't want to make a pick. I mean, I I could. And like I said, I'm with you. If if you're getting seven and a half here at any point whatsoever, I'm I'm fine taking the Bengals there. It's the Chiefs minus seven. I would say right now I'm probably about 65% saying Chiefs minus seven, 35% saying even if it's seven, I'm going to take the Bengals. Okay. Yeah. You know, looking at the um, wow, the Bengals have only lost two games this year by double digits. They lost to the Browns 41 16 
and the Chargers 41-22. All their other losses have been like 5-3-3-3-3. Wow, that's amazing. They've barely gotten blown out this year. I mean, when you see a 54 and a half over under, I mean, you kind of expect that like, you're, you're not looking at that being like it's going to be like 42 to 28, right? You're kind of thinking it's going to be more on the lines of like a 34, 31 type of game. Mm, yeah, 30, 27, 30, 24, something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, those. Yeah. See, if you're in 30, 24 or whatever, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in on that. The, the, the Bengals there. So. Maybe that that over is uh, that fifty four and a half is is kind of kind of pushing you more towards uh, taking Cincy as well, just with the points. I, I tell you, I tell you. Well, the money line is minus one fifteen for Chiefs minus seven. It's only minus one hundred five for the Bengals. <laughs> they got coin flip. Fucking. Um, all right. Well, that's game one. Game two is 49ers Rams and Adam and I'll cover that right after this commercial break. Oh, Ronis. Rams Niners. Oh, I tell you. So third meeting for the two of those teams. Uh, 49ers came back, won it in overtime uh, in a win and you're in situation here. I don't think anybody really pegged the 49ers as being the team that was going to be advancing to the uh, NFC championship. They're only a three and a half point dog uh, in this one here. So from a game flow standpoint, like what are you thinking? Because Elijah Mitchell did return to practice today. Um, It was on a limited basis, though. So, you know, the run game is kind of banged up for San Francisco. Yeah, I'd expect, expect him to play. Um, I mean, obviously, a lot has been made about Shanahan versus McVay. And uh, with Jimmy G at quarterback with Shanahan, they're 6-0. So, um, you know, it was 31-10 in week 10 when they played. And then, obviously, San Francisco with their season on the line in the final week of the regular season needed to win. They did. Uh, this is not a huge home field advantage. Uh, they were worried about a lot of 49er fans coming there. Um Shanahan seven and three against the spread against McVay. Um, so, I mean, a, a lot of things point to San Francisco here. Garoppolo has been great as a road underdog and you get the hook. Um, I mean, I think the Rams are kind of peaking playing their best football now too. Uh, but let's not forget, like I know Stafford was really good last week and made the big play and he didn't turn it over. It was the rest of the team with the four turnovers, but We've seen him turn it over, um, and he's really good against the blitz. The 49ers have not blitzed him. So you remember, because on that play last week, what happened? Slot corner blitz. Stafford found cup deep, game, set up game-winning field goal. So 49ers. Well, that was just, that was, that's sheer stupidity. Like, no, it who, is. How do you put a, how, like, how do you call a slot corner blitz when, when your slot corner is one-on-one with Cooper Cup? Like, and, and then on top of that, to, you know, Arian said that it wasn't communicated to the safeties. Oh, jeez. I don't see Shanahan making that mistake with Cup. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, 49ers are good. Look, I, I, I picked the 49ers to go come out of the NFC before the year. And then I looked terrible early on. They had all the injuries. And then they put it together. You know, I, I think this team's pretty good. I know everyone's going to say, oh, Jimmy G, he's been terrible. 
they how are they winning? Like last week, they didn't have an offensive touchdown. But that's the thing about like a team like San Francisco. They'll find different ways to win. You know, last week it was defensive effort and special teams. And part of that is because Green Bay's been so awful in special teams. But in Jimmy, when Jimmy G faced them uh, that week, he averaged over 9.9 yards per pass attempt, 316 passing yards. Now he did throw two interceptions, but he threw a touchdown. Um, but they don't they don't need like a, a huge game from him. They just need him to avoid the big turnover. That's what mm-hmm. they need. Um, and, and he's been good in doing that against the Rams. So um, they sacked Stafford five times in the last game. Stafford threw two picks. And that's going to be the key, too, because, uh, you know, Stafford has avoided the turnover um, the last two weeks. Uh, the Rams have played very well. I mean, they they dominated Tampa Bay. I mean, that final score is misleading because they just started turning it over four times to set up Tampa Bay to come back and tie it up. But, you know, it's three and a half. So I, I'm leaning San Francisco here. I mean, I like the three and a half as well. I really do. <laughs> Regardless of whether or not I think the Rams actually win, you know, can win this game because I do think they can. I, I, you know, I'm I'm more on the lines of like a, a of a coin flip as to who wins this one, but I'm with you on you know getting that three and a half from San Francisco just based on you know how these two teams know each other, how they play each other, um, you know, and I and I I think that you know yeah, uh, some of the turnovers that we saw from the Rams against the Bucks. Like we that I, I I don't think that we're gonna see. I you know I, I'm I'm hoping at least that McVeigh realizes that you know 24 carries for Cam Akers is completely unnecessary. I'm sorry, but mix Sony Michelle in there a little bit more, something like that, because I mean we we can't forget the fact that he's five and a half months removed from an Achilles injury. He wasn't running well at all. I mean I don't even remember what his yards per carry average was. Um, but I believe it was under three for, uh, for, for last week's game. And I just, I yeah, think the two fumbles, I mean, boy, man, if they would have lost that game, holy shit. I mean, he had a, he had a fumble about to score. They, they score that touchdown. That's it. You know, Tampa's not coming back. You know, that was a, a, a terrible turnover. Um, the other one late in the game. So yeah. Um, and, and look, we know what San Francisco wants to do. They want to run the football and that's good against this team because then you neutralize Bob Miller and the pass rush and Aaron Donald and the 49ers have had success running the football against them, 156 yards and 135 yards. Um, and if you do that, you control time of possession, you know, try and wear down the defense. So, um, the 49ers are just, they got different ways to beat you too. I mean, the, the Debo Samuel threat. So, um, a lot of it is going to, again, coming down to Jimmy G, just not having that backbreaking turnover, which, again, Stafford could do it. <laughs> I mean, we're it's so funny. Like, we're just going to forget, like, how Stafford finished the season because of what we saw the last two games in the postseason. I well, mean, I'm not, see, that's the thing. Like, I'm not sitting here. Like, I, people who are putting Stafford on this pedestal right now, I mean, it, it it's hysterical. Um uh, you know, he he crumbled down the stretch at the, at the tail end of the season. And while, yeah, I wouldn't say that he, you know, his, his, his they weren't his turnovers that that gave the Bucks the the way back in. But he also didn't look good in that second half either. Well, I, I you know, I I think that was on the coaching staff, man. They got too conservative. Probably okay. You know, you get that big lead. All right, let's just run out the clock. No, man, you know, play, man. That's what the good teams do. That's what Buffalo and Kansas City do. You think they're sitting there just sitting on the football? No, you got to come out passing, man. I mean, Green Bay did it all the time. Uh, Just 
you know, they get conservative. And I don't I don't think it cost them last week. They just couldn't do anything on offense. But yeah, um, Andrew Whitworth's a little banged up too. That's something to keep an eye on. I mean, look, that that defensive line is good, man. Bose is so good, man. <laughs> and Armstead and, and Warner. I mean, and we saw it. Look, they shut down the Packers last week, man. You know, we're all criticizing the Packers and Rodgers, but do get to give the 49ers defense some credit. I mean, how many teams hold the Packers to one offensive touchdown in Lambeau Field? Yeah, I mean, listen, the front seven for San Francisco doesn't get nearly enough credit, probably because everybody shits on the secondary is so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. And, and the secondary is a problem. It definitely is a problem. Like in this case here, this uh, like you could see the Rams just coming out, run and gun, shoot it downfield, try and expose the secondary as much as possible. But don't make the same mistake that you made against Tampa Bay and don't get too conservative in the second half. Like get out to that lead and then, you know, keep your foot on the gas a little bit more longer than than one half of football. Right. You don't want to come out and. And just try putting the ball in the same hand, you know, in the hands of Cam Akers again too much to make that happen. Could be a good one. It's definitely be a good one. But look at us leaning San Francisco and the points. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Do anything special for the games? Watching it with anybody? Or are you just gonna huddle up by yourself at the uh, at the old homestead? Um, probably at home. I mean, there's a potential big snowstorm coming, so I don't know if I'll be going anywhere. I mean, I don't know if you saw the headline yesterday. It was like, uh, anywhere from two to 20 inches of snow. Like, okay, guys, thanks. Um, but it's looking by me, it's not going to be too bad, but who knows, man, it's all how this stupid path goes and all that. So, you know, I'll probably just be home. I am so glad I don't have to deal with any of that nonsense anymore. I mean, sure, we had a tsunami warning, you yeah. know, <laughs> and the earthquakes. Don't do you still you get earthquakes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 pop up every now and again. But I mean, nobody's like the earth isn't opening up and swallowing down the entire city of San Francisco. Not yet. Not yet. You know. I mean, I I think at worst, what could happen is my area uh, over by the bay. Maybe we get a, you know, maybe maybe something happens and we split off and we become an island as opposed to Half Moon Bay. We renamed Half Moon Island. I'm okay with that. Okay. Eventually they'll build a bridge and we'll get across. But for the time being, right now, I'm I'm good being separated. <laughs> I dude, I just I fucking hate the snow. I hate the snow. I hate it so much, and I hate being cold. Well, yeah, I mean, being here in the Northeast, you have to get used to being cold for these months. But, yeah, the snow as you get older just becomes a bother. You know, uh, fortunately, I don't have to shovel. So that's a good thing. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, working from home helps. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you want to go somewhere, you know, you don't want to you don't want to drive if you don't have to in, in these bad conditions. No, you definitely don't. Um, I mean, I never did a, a whole lot of driving when I was on the East Coast anyway. I was, you know, living in uh, in Manhattan. I'll tell you what. You want to know the, the one thing that I definitely don't miss, aside from, like, the cold weather? The the puddles on the corners. You know, the ones that oh, look yeah. like they're, people... they're maybe, like, uh, an inch deep, but then you step into it and you're up to your knee. Oh, yeah. Or a car driving <laughs> by 
and they just <laughs> splash you, man. Oh, that's the worst when the snow is melting too. There's so much water. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Just make a list. I'm gonna write a book. Yeah, you know, the things I don't miss about New York. I just have it like that. Oh my God! You get like a like a pair of pants out of the out of the wash, and you you'd go outside, and there you are. And then all of a sudden, the car zips by, and it doesn't even have to like be on a puddle. It's not even a puddle or anything like that. It's just the 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 snow, the melting snow and dirt concoction that they uh, that that it comes up. So that when the the wheels go, the the truck goes by or whatever, all it does is just spray stuff up at you. So you've got yeah. like these. Painted shins of of muck and disgustingness. Ah, New York. Enjoy that. I do wish I, I had a bagel or a slice of pizza right now, though. I will say that. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not too bad. I mean, hopefully just minor. I mean, I don't know. So I'm just kind of on hold now, seeing what's going to happen. All right. Well, good luck to you there. I'll be uh, I'll be sitting here watching them and. Beautiful Half Moon Bay with a uh, hopefully a bevy of hors d'oeuvres. I put my wife on notice saying I, I need like a, a prelim. It's not even just about the Super Bowl. I need it for the conference championships too. I won't tell you what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. It's a nice little preview for the conference championships. Um, as always, great to talk to you, Adam. And uh, you guys can hit us up if you want. He's at Adam Ronis. I'm at Roto Buzz Guy on the old Twitter machine. If you're uh, laying down some bets, I'm hoping to have a prize picks uh, piece up for some props for these uh, these two games. But I'm going to have to wait until Saturday to do that so that there's as little movement as possible because yeah, that uh, that ruined me the last time. But that's going to do it for us here. Adam, I want you to have a wonderful night and enjoy a, enjoy a great show with Fenstein tonight. What are you guys going to be arguing about? Um, Probably we did a lot of hoops last night. So uh, there's only two games on the slate. So we'll, we'll probably get into some football uh, previewing the games. Um, do we have a guest on tonight? Um, yeah, Ryan Hallam's coming on with us. Oh, well, there you go. And uh, yeah. Oh, great. So it's like, go, go Niners. Yeah. So we know who he's picking. (laughs) And then uh, we have our our drink of the week segment where we uh, pick out drinks that characterize our week. And then uh, Fetsy's like, oh, are you going to pick Henny again, Hennessy? And I'm like, dude, I I don't pick it all the time. I don't know why he says that. He doesn't pay attention sometimes. What is what? What drinks does Fetsy go with? Uh, You know, so nothing, nothing hardcore. Right. He's I feel like he drinks like a 15 year old girl. Yeah, he does. He like cosmopolitans. Uh, yeah. What is, beach, what is that? Um, what is that seltzer? That heart, that seltzer you were drinking it. Was it you when I saw you in Vegas? No. Was yeah, like, you were a white claw. Yeah, that's that's I think he's like a white claw guy, too. Uh, see, I had my first somebody. Somebody actually you got did. Me. I was with you. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. You, me, Jen Piacenti. Yes. Um, I'm not allowed to say who bought me the White Claw because that person already got canceled. So it got canceled for real? I don't the even per- remember who it was. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh my god! Wait. Oh, now I gotta think. They got canceled. Oh, All right, yeah. you gotta tell me after. I'll t- I'll <laughs> tell you afterwards. <laughs> but that 
that person in the fantasy got, industry in the fantasy industry there hasn't been that many people that have got canceled in the fantasy industry right no no there really haven't been that many so but i don't i also don't want you to blurt it out right now i won't i won't <laughs> so i'll tell you what we're just gonna choose we're gonna say good night to everybody out there or goodbye at least enjoy the conference championship games it's gonna be a ton of fun uh bet smart bet wise and make a little bit of money when you're doing it there so for adam ronis i'm howard bender we'll catch you next time